How's it going, everybody? I'm Zach Gosen. I'm Andrew Hall. And this is yet another episode of the StoryWorks Podcast. It's not just any episode. It's our 10th episode. Number 10. All right. Double digit. Congratulations to us. Thank you all for listening. Congratulations to all of you. If you're uh, tuning in for the first time, thank you very much. Um, Please keep doing it. <laughs> it's 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 Davis immediately came out shot, with liquor. Shot, <laughs> shot, 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 shot. Ten episodes, dude. You gotta celebrate. I'm here with it. Yeah, just keep talking. I'm drinking. Gotcha. All right, so today we're gonna be joined by a very special guest. Nobody, because it's nobody just likes us, us. It's just us. There's no guest. It's just us. We lied. The guest is liquor. <laughs> the, our guest is liquor today. Davis brought him along. So, we're doing something a little bit different today. We're not just going to look at a couple movies, kind of like how we've been doing. Um, We're going to talk about a trope. uh, A story... um, Trope. (laughs) That's the word. I was like, trying to think of a (laughs) word, but no, that's that's the word. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, or like a a genre almost. Yeah. Let's do this shot Stand by for a shot. Cheers, boys. Red, white, and berry. Ooh, we did it. <laughs> Episode 10. Cheers, mate. Got to put in the, the clinks. Yeah. Clink. But yeah, so we're talking <clears throat> revenge stories. Huge trope in cinema. One of the most effective and and kind of easiest to pursue. Everybody can get behind a good revenge flick. Absolutely. I mean, what's that's something that's always going to push a story forward no matter what. You can always empathize and connect with somebody who is trying to get revenge on something that's happened to them. Exactly. Um, You know, we watched The Northman earlier this year. Talk about the revenant. Exactly. So that's kind of it's just gotten us in the mood. It's just gotten us in the mood. We figured, you know, why not compile a list? Yeah. So this isn't gonna we're not trying to list the best revenge stories ever. We're just we're just picking our personal favorites. Just our top fives. So uh, if you have something to say, say it in the comments, actually. Say it. Don't listen to me, Andrew's right. Say it in the comments. Um, yeah, no, I just, I wanted to, to pick some of the titles that we like, not just movies, you know, games, yeah. comics, anything's fair game. Um, just kind of recent revenge tales or, or ones that have always kind of stuck with us. So, to start off. Well, you know, do we'll you have any honorable mentions? Any Anything that didn't quite make your list, but. Let's see. But you thought about it. Honorable mentions. The first one that kind of comes to my mind, which is one of the biggest kind of like revenge series that's happened recently, mm-hmm. though I've only seen the first one, John Wick. <laughs> yeah, that was at you know that's in my that's in my honorable mentions as is well. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, dude. John Wick is just a crazy fun movie. Um, it it like I never gave it a second watch through, though I thought I, it would be fun. They play it on on like cable TV all the time. Oh yeah, dude, it, it's definitely a staple. It's so good. I feel like Keanu it, it probably is just a legend. Oh yeah, 
I'm sure like the it, it even just got better past the first one. Yeah. But John Wick, just John Wick 2 is really, really good. You saw 2? Yeah, I saw nice. John Wick 2. I haven't seen uh, Parabellum yet, though. That I mean, they bring in the horses and shit. Yeah. That one seems pretty cool. And they're making a fourth one. Yeah, dude. What I, I like about the John Wick series is that it's the the, the director is a stuntman by trade. Like yeah. he started as a stuntman. I mean, the um, the director is the guy who's going to be directing the Ghost of Tsushima movie. Right. Oh my god, I'm so fucking excited for that shit, man. Very, very, very cool news. Fucking Jin <laughs> going John Wick. <laughs> that he just pulls out so a gat. Sick. Let's go. <laughs> um, Chad Chad Stileski. That's his name. That's the director. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, okay. Super cool, man. And you can tell he's a stunt man. Like it's it's literally fuck. It's literally just stunt man. The movie. It no. You know it, I mean? Like seriously. Like in. That's not a bad thing. <coughs> I think it's John Wick two. There's a scene where he's like, it's like the beginning of the movie, and he's assaulting this like. Um, taxi depot kind of that's like a gang hideout yeah and he literally is fighting these dudes and gets hit by like three taxis in quick succession oh my and it's like god he dude. gets hit by a taxi dudes get out and he beats the shit out of them and then once they're all beat up he gets hit by another taxi and then dudes get out of the car and then he beats the shit out of them and then he gets hit by another taxi and they get out of the car and he beats the shit out of them it's just Oh my insane. fucking god. All right, I'm going home to watch John Wick 2. <laughs> That's fucking dope, dude. It's I legendary. really loved that like William Defoe was in the first one. Yeah. That was just something that was like a, a pleasant surprise. You love to see it. Absolutely. Um What did you have another one? How many did you have? I got a couple more. Um one that didn't quite make it on my list, but I thought about it for a while was uh Demon Slayer. Yo. Shout out, shout out to the anime slash manga Demon Slayer. Yeah, dude, that's actually a really, really good. I didn't even think about that, yet, but yeah, he's got one goal. Literally <laughs> in the first in the first episode, his whole life is upended by these demons. What's ta- what's his last name? Tanjiro. Kamado. Tanjiro Kamado. Yep. And in a world where where demons exist and kind yeah, of they're live. like they live forever. They can't go out in the sun, and mm. they like kill people. Uh, he goes out, leaves his family like in their house overnight while he goes to like the city to make some money. And when he comes back, his entire family has been like brutally slaughtered. That scene is devastating, man. It's like horrific. It, Dude, I, it's still in my brain. The way that they just show like his young siblings just like lying there, lifeless. It's fucked, man. It's, it really it, It's heavy. That's a first episode for you. Yeah. Like, and then his his sister is turned into one of these demons. Uh yep. and then the goal is just I'm going to find the guy who did this and kill him and save my sister. Yeah. It's very simple but very powerful. And he's just uh it's just crazy. He's just a he's just a a town's kid, you know, you know. Yeah. They were like farmers. Yeah, literally whatever. he lived like on top of a mountain and he would sell mm-hmm. like charcoal. Yeah, that's what it is. And you you get this this training. He goes through this grueling training process mm-hmm. that's really interesting. But also, it's paced really quickly. Yeah. You get yeah. into shit fast with this show. So, holy shit, Demon Slayer's a great show. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even consider Just a nice that. little honorable mention. Didn't quite make my list. But... Right, right. Um, definitely check that out if you haven't, dude. Um, even if you're like not super into anime or anything yet. 
Demon Slayer is probably a really good intro. Very, um, very good. Anime. Very, very like the visuals are super dope. Oh, beautiful art style. The way very they different. do like the the they stylize the breathing techniques are just so awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How the water is drawn and all that. Yes. Super cool, man. Great characters. Um. One that I have on here is really like it's a fucking i don't know if you've ever seen it. it's devastating it's the, the last house on the left i have not seen that it's an honorable mention uh, i think it's like a really effective revenge movie but okay. it's like for me i can't do like rape like i can't yeah even though that's a big thing for like revenge movies a lot of mm-hmm. earlier revenge movies that are centered around that. It's it's a it's really heavy, man. It's very hard to watch. It's very yeah. difficult. Makes me want to punch thirty fucking holes in my wall yeah. as soon as it happens. Yeah. Like I've I've always hated that, but it is extremely effective for you see that and you're like, that guy needs to fucking We die. have to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. Um great movie. It's it, so the premise is like um a like a teenage girl or, or um a young female woman kind of gets caught up by these guys. She gets raped and almost killed, but her parents find her. Okay. And take her in, and I think she then dies at the house. Oof. And then, like, these strangers come knocking at the door at the last house of the left, um, and it's it's the parents' house, and the people who were knocking at the door were the killers. Oh. And they figure it out. So it kind of becomes a horror story for the killers at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, okay. Which that's why it's really crazy. It's really effective in that way. That's but really also, oh my god, it's so hard to watch. No, absolutely. Um crazy movie though. You okay. got anything else? Um I got two more. Hmm. Those were those were really like the two that I had thought about the most were John Wick and uh Demon Slayer in yeah. terms of like revenge stuff. For sure. I've got um the Crow on here. Yeah, see, I haven't seen The Crow. The Crow, really good. I've only seen it once, but um, fucking Brandon Lee. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Great movie. Super fun. Super 90s. He plays like an electric guitar on the rooftop in the That's rain awesome. for a scene. That's he's awesome. Just, he's literally the spirit of vengeance. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's cool. It feels like a comic book. Like, I don't know if The Crow was a comic book series or something at some time. But, but it has that vibe. It's got that vibe, like, super hard. Okay. So, really cool one. Um, and then my last honorable mention is Inglorious Bastards. Ooh, yeah. It, like, really, 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 really almost went on my list. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I mean, know, we love, we, we love, we love Tarantino. Tarantino. We love We love him. We love to hate on his feet. It, it happens. Look, man. <laughs> you but like what you it. like, I guess. Okay, Quinn. <laughs> Inglorious Bastards is a crazy movie. That movie is insane. Um, I think that's like Re- Reservoir Dogs hit me super hard, and then Inglorious Bastards blew me away. Yeah. Um, crazy revenge tale, but it's also like eight other stories wrapped into it's one. It's true. It's true. But at at its core is that revenge story yeah. between H- Colonel Hans Lander. And well, pretty much the entire um, German yeah. <laughs> military versus uh, Shushana yes. from the beginning. So, oh, dude, if you haven't seen Inglorious Bastards, obviously. Oh my god, fucking what a movie! movie. You have you seen it like once? I know we watched it together. I think I've seen it like once. Oh my Au revoir, god. au revoir, Shushana. <laughs> Super good, dude. Okay. Let's hop into our actual list. The list. Like we said, this is kind of like, for me, this is just stuff that recently 
has it's like caught, your yeah your current yeah kinda. obviously things shift but this is I I felt like this is really solid. There's some titles in here I really want to talk about. I'm sure we'll probably at least have a couple that are the same or something like that. Yeah, but you know, I'm gonna let you go first. What's your number five? My number five yeah. is a video game. Okay. It is uh, the God of War franchise, or like I guess like God of War One. You could oh, say. Oh, um, okay. Which is, you know, a pretty old game at this yeah. point in time. But, you know, we have the resurgence through yes. God of War. You know, I recently played the replayed through God of War 2018. Yeah. What a game. Play it if you, if you, if you haven't. And you have, if you own a PS4 or a PS5, play this fucking game, please. You, so you're playing it on the PS5 now. Since yeah, I replayed oh, it on the PS5. Dude. Uh, It looked really, really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first game is like, I mean, the whole series is kind of like a story of revenge, but yeah. like, especially the first episode. It like feels the, like it sparks. The, yeah, the yeah. first one especially, because it's like, he, Kratos is this Greek warrior who, uh, you know, ended up fighting under Ares, like he, he worshipped them, and yeah. he ended up losing a battle and it was he he was about to lose it and he called out to Ares and said, you know, Ares, if you aid me in this moment, I will become your champion. Yep. And Ares came down, helped him win the fight, and then bound You're mine now, bitch. Bound these <laughs> ch- these bladed weapon, like these not like swords or whatever, daggers, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. I love the design of chained those. them to his arms so they can't come off. Because like to show a symbol of his like servitude. Yep. Uh makes him, you know, campaign in Ares' name across like Greece until one day he raids a village uh and is killing everybody in it yep. and he goes to set the temple on fire and he goes in and he kicks the door to the temple in and just like blindly starts killing everybody inside. Yep. And then it's revealed that his family was in there. His family was transported by Ares into this temple, so that he would lose like any sem like his last tether to like to being like a a person. Yeah, like, and so he could fully become Ares' champion. Ares, he's a he wants this dude to be just a machine, literally. Because Kratos is a fucking. Machine. He wants to remove all like doubts of loyalty from him. Yeah. Uh. But instead, he ends up like making Kratos turn on him through this action. Isn't the red like the blood? Is that the so, blood of his family? So the red, uh, it's revealed in like one of the spinoff games that they made. Like yeah. I think it's like Ascension or Blades of Olympus or something. Yeah, I played um, those bitches on the PSP, it, baby. <laughs> it introduces um, Kratos's brother that he had that died oh, wow. when, when they were kids. He got killed by um, Zeus, I believe. It's always the gods. Man. Because Zeus had a prophecy that he was going to be killed by his marked son. Because, you know, it turns out that Zeus is Kratos' dad. Yeah. Um, but back in the day, when they were kids, Kratos didn't have that mark on his body. Gotcha. His brother, though, had that as a birthmark. Really? And so Zeus came down, saw that, and was like, that's 
the guy who's supposed to be killing me in a few years. You're fucking nicked, mate. You're going to the underworld forever. Just sent him? Yeah. And Kratos ended up adopting that as like... That's really cool. A symbol of his brother. Okay. And then his like white skin is the ashes of his family. That's what it was. I was like, I know something is a semblance of his yeah. family. He's forced That's to carry so that. Yeah, he's forced to carry his family with him forever as like a, a symbol of what he did. But then at that moment, he, he decides, no longer am I Ares champion. I'm going to fucking kill him. Neat. That's so cool, dude. Like, come on. And he teams up with Athena and Poseidon and Zeus. And yep. They're like, oh, shit, man. Yeah, we don't, we don't like they're Ares. Like, Ares, either, is, Ares is getting too power hungry, and it's time for him to go. And you want to be a god? Kill his ass. And you take, and, and yeah, you, you end up killing him and you become the new god of war. And then, you know, from there it shifts into revenge against the gods as a whole. Because they Beautiful. like, because the whole premise of the game is like Kratos, he agrees to go after Ares because yeah. he wants to kill Ares. But he also does it on the condition that the gods remove from his memory the event of him killing his family. Yeah. And, I forgot about that, man. And when he kills Ares, he asks Athena, like, you know, I, I held up my end of the bargain. What about you? And they were like, well, we never actually said that we'd cure your memories. We said that we'd forgive you. Yeah. So. So. And then Kratos is like, what? Ever. And what? And then proceeds to go on a rampage against the rest of the gods. It's fair, dude. They kind of sucked. Yeah, no. But, uh, the yeah. Greek gods all suck. Those games are fucked. Like the first one is a really good staple as the beginning of that revenge mm-hmm. tale. Um, and then you know those games just they continue. just it scales right. so insanely. Like in God of War two, you get like the Titans involved. Yeah, and then in God of War three, you're killing the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Don't you just don't fuck don't fuck with with Kratos, Kratos man. You just don't. You just don't. Don't even look at him twice. No. <laughs> and then in and then in God of War twenty eighteen, he's like finally kind of mellowed out from Dude. being this like bloodthirsty like maniac death machine. Yeah, that's like the story of God of War twenty eighteen. I mean, what was that up against for Game of the Year? I can't even remember year? what else came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was just like I I feel like that's what I really was rooting for. Yeah. Um, no Man's Sky <laughs> on release on release. Oh no no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my number five. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a really really good choice. Um, for my number five, I I picked a game that came out this year, one that I've talked to you a lot about. I went with Sifu. Ooh yes yes um, yes. Super super fun game. Not like a it's not even like a full priced game. Yeah, it's like it's, it was like what twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah yeah, it's it it's almost like a um. Similarly, in the vein of like Hades, where you do runs and you it's kind of roguelike ish, right? You do your run, you you build your tree for that run. You can permanently unlock certain perks. It's all about like in depth martial arts. Love that. Super Love counter that. parry, fucking, it, and it's like it's don't get hit the game. Yes. Um, it's really interesting. Teaches so, you to get good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, just to give a little uh, description, Sifu is an action beat-em-up video game developed and published by French studio Slowclap. Set in modern-day China, players control the child of a martial arts school's Sifu who seeks revenge on those responsible 
for their father's death. So, like, really, really simple. Classic. Cla- it's just classic, yeah? You know? Like, it, like the f- you had me play through the first chapter, like, the yes. prologue. And you literally play as the main antagonist. Yeah. You know, as you kill the Sifu. And then, like, the the player, that, like, the character that you play as for the rest of the game, like, is watching the whole thing unfold. Yep. Un- from under the table. And then, um, then, then he gets killed. And it's revealed that your player has this talisman that is um, a, a concept in the game that every time you die in the game, you age up, you have a death counter that will go up, and then you age that many years in which your health will start to go down, but your um, like a physical attack will yeah. go up. So it's like it's like you're you're growing in your kung fu, but you're like your you're your body is getting declining. Frailer, yeah, yeah. Um, so that concept really fucking stood out to me. That's and really I, cool. I just fucking love martial arts, dude. Oh, dude. Like, nothing's cooler than... Oh, my God. When you pick up a bow staff in that game... Oh, my God. You feel so powerful, mm. dude. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so, yeah, it's like it's like the whole... The, the squad... It's like, um, it's like five people? Yeah. It's a squad of five that raids your Sifus and your father's... Um, Dojo. Dojo, yeah. And it kind of you you kind of meet them briefly. That's your targets, that's it. Once the game starts, you start out as 21 years old. You've spent your entire life just like literally just training to get to this moment. Yep, exactly. Um you get a detective board so you slowly start to kind of learn what's going on as your playthroughs continue. Um and I just like that. I like the story kind yeah. of unfolding in that way. It's almost like your character is like doing investigative work as well as like exactly just fighting. Exactly. Um, the characters are really cool. The boss fights are so sick, dude. I, I would watch you do some of those boss fights. And yeah, just like, they like transition you into like a dreamscape almost. Exactly. Like oh. you have. Two phase fights, which I fuck with. I like that. We they... love a good two phase fight. Yeah, yeah. They make you work for it, man. Um, the second phase is always some kind of dreamscape where you're kind of trans. It's like it's go time. You're kind yeah. of transported into there. They've shifted into. You're like they're like you're in my game. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've shifted. They're jacking in. Yes. Um, so fucking cool, man. Uh, and what I like about it is the replayability as well because yeah. once you beat it full all the way through the first time, there's there's another option that you can take for a, for a complete second run through and it's it's different your goal is different yeah so at first you can choose to kill them and get your vengeance then you can do a a run where you spare them for a different ending the non-revenge route which is so cool because like it's like new game plus but it's like new game plus but like new new content yeah you get new cutscenes. you get new reactions because as you're going, this is a one night thing, like uh, chronologically in the story. Yeah, you're just you're literally just this. going one night and one day. Yeah. Um. It. It's 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 our tenth episode. Shot shot shot. Okay. Um. Shot break. Yes. <laughs> shot break. Um. Well, thank you, Chief. Thank you, Chief. Thank you. Andrew started watching Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, I started watching Breaking Bad. Oh, so you're. 
tight, 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 tight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, yeah, we were. Um, I really enjoy how it takes place over the course of one night and one day. There's just something about that. It just because it's so, it feels so fast, but it isn't at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you kind of progress and like you're kind of taking your targets out for the first time, if you're when you're choosing to kill them, because you don't have the option yet in your first playthrough. Um, he is like you can tell by like the third time he's not happy. Yeah, he's not getting that. He 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 did. He's not getting the what you fulfillment that he thought he would get. Exactly. It's like this is really. He's just getting empty. me nowhere, but I guess I'm gonna keep fucking doing it. Yeah, you know what they I mean. They still deserve to die, even if it doesn't give me any like satisfaction. Yeah, and it's it's just really interesting to see that, and then you get to see how he progresses when you're saving them, and it's just it's really cool. It's a night. It's a really good like uh, dynamic. Exactly. It's a beautiful experience. Please play through Sifu. Really fun if you're into quick button like mapping, like intricate fighting games. Yeah, yeah. Um. It's just a goddamn blast. I can't really, <laughs> I can't sum it up better than very, that. Very, very so. cool game. That's my number five for the revenge trope and also for just being a really unique game. Yeah. So. It's it's a very cool, it was a very, like, I remember seeing, uh, like, videos of it before it came out. Yeah. And I was just like, this game is really, really cool for being, like, an indie exactly. kind of, like, small bucks. scale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably on sale now, too, so swipe that shit up. Hell yeah. All right, man. So, so that's my number five. What do you got for four? Number four is a movie that we've already talked about before, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of like you know the archetypal revenge story. Gotcha. Uh, tale as old as time. The Northman. All right, all right. The legend of Amleth. Yes. You know, the 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 origin of Macbeth. Is that something that really drew you to it as yeah, well? Just because yeah. it's such. Tale as old as time, baby. Literally, it's like, like that's so cool to me that this legend. What I mean, you know, bastardized in a way by uh, Shakespeare. He, he yes, Anglicanized it. Um, oh yeah, but still very very cool. Like and to have it be brought to like that scale. Like everybody knows what about Macbeth. Yeah, exactly. You could walk up to just anybody in the world and be like, hey, you know William Shakespeare? Yeah, you know Macbeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I at least know the name. Or if they don't, you're like, you know Lion King? <laughs> Literally, yeah, exactly. Um, And just, you know, and exactly, like, it's, you know, it started out as the Legend of Amleth, and then it became yep. Macbeth, and then it became the Lion King. Uh-huh, yep. You know, it's, it's like and the... And who knows how many times it's been, you know, I'm sure there's a mm-hmm. lot of films out there, too, exactly. that it's use just that Macbeth formula. That it's It's like the, like most bare bones i guess kind right. of uh revenge tale that you can have like in the sense of like here's your plot here's what's going on this is what's happening yeah you know what i mean yeah um amleth having his f- father killed in front of him and yep. his kingdom taken from him right after the return of the big trip you know yeah. his dad gets back yeah he he has that ceremony with him they have that 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 animalistic bonding experience Dude, yeah and that They're death like right after that yeah it's it, as he's it just hit. like he's still in his like childlike innocence of like trying to catch snowflakes on his tongue yeah dude yep yep and then he spends the next like 25 years as a 
like soulless berserker Viking. I found it very interesting that he wasn't set. See, a lot of these characters are like, my whole existence now is to kill this fucker, and he's like that when he's rowing away, yeah, repeating his lines. It, yeah. Um. But but it's just very interesting that he lose that he lost his way. As he became this mindless berserker. Yeah, it kind of just became survival in a right. sense. But then he gets reminded of it, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I have to get vengeance. And then Bjork pops up and's like, hey. What's up, motherfucker? What up, bitch? Remember when you were a kid? Throws the throws here's, his here's frozen your, teardrop here's at Here's the last tear you ever cried. Cry about it, bitch. Now cry about it some more and go kill your fucking uncle. <laughs> He's like, all right. You should have been Bjork's character. <laughs> now cry about it. Go kill your fucking uncle. He's like, all right then. He's like, okay, I'll take Anya Taylor Joy and go kill my uncle. <laughs> now I just need to see a version where you're actually Amleth as well, dude. You I'm got just, the hair, bro. It's the I it's the it's my one man Northman show. I'm every character. Dude, you got the fucking hair for it. Let's get you a fucking pelt to put on. Get yes. you a howling. Oh my god. You are both him and his mother in that scene. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. God. Yeah, um, dude, no, super really great. It's like movie. the most classic revenge tale there could be. Exactly. And that's that's what's so interesting about it. And it's it's done in a really fun way. You yeah, know? and like the speak and you know to speak on like the Northman itself. Yeah, just like the like we've talked about it before, but like you know the cinematography in it is so good. The story is really great. I love that he's told that like he's gonna get this like ancient sword that <sighs> that was so w- cool can only be opened at night and like is fueled with the blood of the people who've wronged him. That's stuff I never expected going into. No, the movie. not at all. Like, I was expecting it to, like, when you see Anya Taylor-Joy and she's shown to be, like, doing, like, her witchcraft stuff, I was just, like, she's not doing any magic. She's just, like, right. an herbalist or something like that. Yeah. But then they're, like, here's your here's your vision from Bjork about how you're going to get this sword that's enchanted to only be open at night and kill all your enemies and you're fated to fight him and at the gates, the gates of, of hell. gates of hell, dude. And so fucking he, cool. N- neither of you will die until that moment, and it's just insane. And then he decides, you know what? Instead of just killing him now, I'm gonna abide by the prophecy and just fuck his life up as much as I can. I love. See, that's what I really fucking like, because there's this whole sneaky section of the film, mm-hmm. which might be its like second act, probably. Yeah, when he's, he's when he's on the compound. Yeah, where he's just causing trouble, dude. Because, like, I remember when he rolls up the first time and his uncle's, like, fucking face-to-face to him. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for him to pop off. Mm-hmm. So just, You're just waiting for action to kick off right yeah. there. But he's like, no, I'm doing the long game. I loved that. Really great choice. Um, So, yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, that's my number four pick. I, I, I really like that. I really liked The Northman. It, I mean, it was my movie of the year until I saw Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's my number four. So I used the movie. <laughs> I was like really struggling with my number four, because um, I was thinking about doing the Revenant. Yeah, which I did. <laughs> it yeah, was between that. Yeah, I had a couple other things in mind. I didn't want to talk about it too much again because we just talked about it. But mm-hmm. just like, come on, man, the Revenant. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the Revenant <laughs> is your number four. That's gonna be my number four, and it's yeah, just. Yeah, I yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. no, for real. If you want a little... um, Yeah, if you want to hear us talk about how much we loved The Revenant. That's last week's episode, baby. Scroll down a little bit. But um, if you haven't, I'm going to talk about just a little just bit. Just a little tiny bit to talk about how good of a revenge story it is. Exactly. Um, Again, with The Northman, shot amazingly. We talked about it. I just, I fucking really dig that you're in that moment kind of cinematography, that over the shoulder, you're here. Yeah. That's super effective. Um, the characters were so great in that movie. Tom Hardy's performance still really has me on something because yeah, he's a great villain. Is insane. Yeah, he's Fitzgerald a great is. villain. Um, and the recovery process Dude, after the bear attack—like that is insane. That's, that's insane. Exactly. I mean, so much of the movie is just him trying to survive so he can get that revenge at yes. the end. Yes. His well-deserved revenge. Well-deserved. Um, I mean, he went. It's just like it's grotesque how much he had to go Dude, through to get to that it's point. It's insane. Sleeping in in a fucking, uh, um, was it a horse? I or think I think it was his horse. Sleeping in a horse car- carcass for a night when he couldn't walk when he's crawling on the fucking snow-covered God. ground, freezing streams. Like I just can't imagine, dude. No, like to literally, I could not do it. To be Fitzgerald and to know that this guy is alive and coming oh for your ass. Oh, my God. Like, that'd be terrifying. Fitzgerald was, like, this man shitting died. 10 pounds in his drawers, dude. Like, you literally, you left this man who got mauled by a bear half buried in the ground. And you're like, there's no way that this dude is going to get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Um, Shout out to get out. <laughs> but, yeah, like... You're imagine like if you're in Fitzgerald's shoes after you do that to Leonardo DiCaprio, you're like he's he's dead, he's gone. Exactly. You thought wrong, Buckaroo. Sorry, I'm actually like a ghost. <laughs> Literally, dude. Um. So I thought, yeah, no, Revenant's just a great movie. We don't got to go into it since yeah. we just talked about it, but that's my number four. I mean, it just doesn't get better than it. No, it's it's a really it's a really good movie, and like, it might be somewhere on my list. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> eyebrows. Is it your number three, perhaps? It is It is not my number three. What's your number three? My number three is another video game. Let's go. Uh, this one came out mm, like two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, was a very, like, well, like, it was very hyped up. Everybody was very excited for it. And then when it came out, everybody kind of had, it was a very deci- divisive game. Yes. Uh, my number three pick is The Last of Us Part Two. Ooh, baby. I'm a big fan of not <laughs> I am, Oh, I'm, he, Davis, you haven't, you haven't played two? Or, yeah, you got to get out of here, bro. Run away. <laughs> um, yeah, I was one of the people who was blown away by this game. I absolutely loved it. I know that there are people out there who did not like this game. I understand that you do not like this game. But I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's as simple as it gets. And this is my list. Let people like their games. I'm. It's my number one, actually. Since we're talking about it, The Last of Us Part Two is my number one. So let's maybe save that for last and super dive into it. Yeah, we can do that for um, sure. What is your number two? My number two is the Northman. Or sorry, did I say the Northman? I, yeah, meant, I was like, I meant the Revenant. 
the Revenant. There it Number is. Number two is the Revenant. Okay. Okay. Um, and we we talked about that. I just yeah no the, like that story is just yeah, insane. Your thoughts on it. Yeah. Like when I watched that and you see him get mauled by this bear, and you just are, it's literally like a six minute scene or something like that. Six to nine minutes long. It's like they want you to feel that. Shit. You're just watching him fight this bear and it leaves him alone like three times and you're yeah. like okay maybe he gets away now no bear comes back and like walks on him dude yeah after he's already got all his wounds and it's just standing on stands top on his head and fucking yeah and then you're so you're just like there's like you're dead i'm dead if i if that was me I, i'm, I'm dead. dead if that was me i'm dead <laughs> like there's yeah. no way i'm surviving you don't think that. you could make it out uh, no come on man <laughs> i'm no literally i would i would i would honestly just give up and die yeah. well if i was there andrew i would have a sling on my back and i'd be carrying you through the snow i appreciate you i wouldn't you're, let fitzgerald get you brave. thank you i'm not <laughs> yeah. i'm not fitzgerald i would not ask you to blink if you want me to kill you okay you're you're yeah come oh, on andrew man. just blink just, me and you have an understanding <laughs> no you'd be my Uh-oh. captain <laughs> oh yeah, no, I got you. Um, but just yeah, like you said, the healing process—just you can see it. Leonardo DiCaprio did such a good job telling so much with just like his eyes, dude, or just like like the way he like tenses muscles in his face. For sure. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue in that movie. No, man. he I mean, really doesn't. Like, well, I mean, when he's when he's watching as Fitzgerald kills Hawk, yeah. Uh, you can just see the rage. I mean, he's fr- like frothing at the mouth. Yeah, so mad, but he just can't do anything. His eyes are like beat fucking red. Mm-hmm. He's he's just trying so hard desperately, but he can't do anything. And as we always say, being out in that environment brought so much more to that performance. As oh, well. definitely. Like being there, living in it. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes it feel that much more real. You you connect that much more. Right. Um. Yeah, that that was the end satisfying for you. I think so. I think so. I I liked that he kind of got his just desserts in the sense that like how you brought up in the in the last episode we did. Go check it out. Um, Listen, how he's you know he was partially scalped. He survived like a scalping attempt. Right. And then at the end of the movie, he gets Mm -hmm. scalped by the people who's been chasing them the entire movie. Yep. He he gets his just desserts. That's like the the best way that he could go. Kicked into the river, float right down to the re. Yes. Yep. Um, because he was just really a slimy bastard. I mean, he didn't have any redeeming no, qualities. Not at all. Not a single one. Um, which made him such a good villain to hate. And can, for sure. and, and like seriously, hats off to Tom Hardy for playing that dude and making me hate him so much. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, when you play those characters, you're probably like, man, I feel like a piece of shit yeah, right dude. now, dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's my number two. Awesome, man. Yeah. We'll go back to uh, my number three then. Um, My number three is 19... Let me get the date right here. Uh-oh. 1970s. We're going back. Oh, man. Yeah. I revisited this movie... Um. Over the past week, oh man, probably haven't seen it then. Yeah, Carrie, nineteen seventy six, no, Stephen Carrie, King's though. Carrie. I have not seen Stephen King's Carrie. Holy shit, dude! Wow, is, I know. Is you, it a revenge? You know? That's a revenge movie. Isn't that the one about the Ooh, the yeah, the is. dude who gets like 
taking well i guess that would be considered revenge then he's trying which to, one are you talking about is it the one where he's like cared it, for by a yeah that you're thinking of misery yes okay which yeah, misery yeah, yeah, yeah. is a crazy fucking movie dude <laughs> see i got him mixed up misery's <laughs> fucked I know you know Stephen King, yeah. uh, his work before. Have you ever heard of Carrie or anything? I, I've ha- I've heard of it. I just don't know a whole lot about it. So. So, <laughs> so when you give this plot synopsis, I'm going to be listening. It's it, Oh, my God, dude. It's crazy. So uh, what's the best way? It, it's fucking high school horror is what okay, it is. Okay, okay. It's, um, it's centered around Carrie, Carrie White. Okay. She is in high school. I'm not sure what grade. You know what? I think she's a senior in high school. Okay. Because it's all centered around senior proms coming up. Gotcha. Um, that'll do it. That'll do it. Um, heavily bullied. Heavily bullied girl. Um, she's got a psycho religious mother. Yeah. Psychotic. Yikes! And I'm not saying anything about religious, uh, you know, religion in you, general. You can believe what you want, but she, it's like she's this religious, like but two, she's also this is like psychotic. The Binding of Isaac's mother, okay, almost not okay. not as fucked up as that, but yeah, where you're like, that's where kind she's of like, a good similarity. She's like, yeah, where she's like, you know, and jump in real quick in the Binding of Isaac. Yeah, the main <laughs> he's got the lore for that shit. Is uh, she watches Christian broadcasts on the television and begins to think that she's hearing the voice of God tell her to kill her son? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> so it's that kind of crazy bad shit. So what happens is the film actually opens up with Carrie getting her like first period. Okay. And it's late, but it happens in the girl's locker room, and she, you know, her mother never told her about it because she's a so fucking she freaks psycho. Out. She thinks she's dying, dude. Oh. And she's no. like running up to girls like with her hands. Oh. Red, and no. she's like, "Help me!" She's like screaming, "Help me!" And that is the start. And all these girls start, like, throwing tampons at her. Oh, my God. Screaming, plug it up, plug it up. Jesus. <laughs> Davis would be throwing them at her, bro. No, <laughs> Davis Davis absolutely he would be throwing tampons. Laughing, bro. That's what I just walked into. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, you're right. You're right. That's, that's, that's Davis interesting. Davis is out here throwing into. tampons. Throwing that shit. That's what they call them, tampon tosses. Tampon Jesus tosses. Jesus Christ, man. God. So it's nuts, man. And 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 what brings you to to the mother character is that when she gets home, she's she's telling her like the school calls her mom, and tells her what happens. Yeah. And you can tell that she's fucking scared of her mom already. Yeah. Some oh, shit like that, dude. Um, she um she gets home or whatever. She's upstairs in her room, you know, and her mom gets the call from the school. So she comes down, and Carrie's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" Why didn't you tell me about that? I thought I was dying. Yeah. And her mom has like a fucking Bible scripture in her hand, and she starts smacking her in the fucking face with it. Oh, my God. Reciting um, like lines from the Bible about like saying you don't get you don't get the blood unless you are sin a sinner or full oh of sin. Oh, my God. Or... It's, it's, it's. Number 10. It's... All right. Shot, shot, shot. Water, God's chaser. God's chaser, water. Um, so yeah, she's saying she's saying like it. This wouldn't have come if you didn't have impure thoughts or this and that. Smacking her in the face. I mean, this is abuse. Yeah. And then she locks her in a fucking prayer room. This is literally like the Binding of Isaac. Right. <laughs> See, that's something that I think can connect with you. Yeah. 
um, she gets locked in this in this closet, and and um, there's a fucking real off-putting statue of Jesus on the cross, and her mom's just like, "Pray, Carrie White, pray for your sins." Oh my God, dude, it's wild. So, the girl who started the plug it up shit in the beginning is like preppy girl, you know, don't fuck mm-hmm. with me, or I'm gonna fuck with you. Yeah, that's where the that's where the scheming comes to start fucking with Carrie's life. And then bullying kind of progresses. Oh, yeah, something I might add that's important to this. Carrie White is a telepath. Oh, she can read minds? No. She can make, she can move things. Oh, she's, she can't she's read a, minds. She's a telekinetic. She's a telekinetic. That's what it is. Um, And you start to, like, see signs of this. She showing starts moving things throughout the movie, and she doesn't know what's happening to herself, so she starts to do her own research or whatever. But and before I, prediction, 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 the mom thinks she's possessed by a devil. Oh, of course. Oh, you already know, <laughs> dude. You already know. <laughs> yep. Um, how much of this do you want me to talk about? Because I, I mean, can... you. I mean, go off, King. It's so good, dude. I mean, I'm int- I, you're, I mean, you're <laughs> you're drawing me in. You're drawing me in. <laughs> That's it. It's so good. It's so good. End um, of story. I'm going to say, uh, spoiler alert for Carrie, it came out in the 70s. So It's, it's fucking, been a while. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch the remake or do it. I mean, Is there a remake? It. There's a remake. When it came um, out. I can't remember. But it wasn't good. I think it might have been 2013 or somewhere in that era. Chloe, what's the girl's name? Young actress. Uh, Chloe. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. I know She's in Kick-Ass. Oh. Chloe Grace Mortez. Mortez. That's Moretz, what I was thinking. Moretz. Sorry. Oh. Chloe Grace. Chloe Grace Moretz. Moretz. Okay. She she is in the Carrie remake. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know I might revisit it. It's just been a long time since I've revisited, it. and it, like I don't know this, the, the the classic just. Holds. I mean, yeah, it just hits the first. Yeah, the the original was so yeah insane right that it's like this the, a remake could never possibly reach the heights of this exactly and not you know not i find kind of a, a dated movies like period movies at this point they are period movies like oh yeah to be in the 70s and stuff that's more interesting for me than a modern rendition yeah where they're movie. like oh it's carrie but it's in the but they're all texting her yeah. and like fucking she's just getting cyber bullied like, on i've Facebook. already been bullied in high school in my time what was it like in the 70s let me see the 70s where people were just <laughs> beating the shit out of each other so uh, yeah, no, it it gets crazy, man. She starts to discover these, te- um, the telekinetic powers. Um, she kind of has control over her mother because she can just Ooh. sit her ass down whenever she feels Ooh. like it, which she, you love to see it. The yeah. power yeah. dynamic. Yeah, she's like, stay, stay home and pray with Mama tonight. She's like, nope, nope. We love a good power dynamic shift. Yep. So, one character who felt bad for Carrie gets her boyfriend to ask Carrie to the prom to Aww. show her a good night. That's nice. Exactly. So, it, it, dude's kind of a dick when you first see him, but he kind of comes around towards the end of it. Yeah, at first he kind of is like, oh, I'm just doing this for my girlfriend or whatever. Exactly. Okay. On the other hand, you have popular dumb bitch who's making her own plans with her dickhead boyfriend, who is John Travolta. Nice. <laughs> and, and probably his... Um, one of his smaller roles, he was just a At dumb the prom idiot. Dance like, yeah, the, yeah no. you can't you can't see, but I'm doing the Pulp Fiction dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they end up doing and making their plan to spill the pig's blood on her. Right, nice. Um, yeah, I've heard about you the know pig's that blood. part. Yeah. yeah, 
but the, it's the build up that makes it so difficult because this this guy invites her to the prom. He's actually showing her a nice mm-hmm. time. She's actually having like a decent time for the first time. She yeah exactly. She's she's getting these you know she's having talks with her gym teacher who's been helping her throughout the movie about like she's just enjoying herself. Yeah, it's in like school. the yeah it's like the first time in a long time everything's that she's, going right exactly. And it's like you're just waiting for the other ball to drop. Yes, dude. They get nominated as just, prom king and queen, uh, and she goes up there. And yeah, the tension is 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 crazy when they pull the fucking rope down on her, dude. It's just go. It's just go time. Yeah. You're watching that whole movie to this point, and it's like a high school drama. That's like it's a heavy drama still. Yeah, but then it just pops off. Let's go. Everybody dies <laughs> in that gymnasium. We're, we are now the people that murderers. were nice, the people that were mean, the people that helped her, the people that aided in the bullying. They're dead. We and are like, mass murderers now. Yeah, she and dude, when you see the look in her eyes as she's scanning the room Ooh. covered in blood, and people are just flying in the walls, things are crashing and just yeah. impaling people. Yeah, and it's really cool how they do this segment. It's it's. He's dividing the frame into segments to like okay. you feel the chaos because you're seeing like you're everything's just, you're happening. You're trying at once. to see everything that's going on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She she burns that whole bitch, dude. Ooh. She comes, she walks out of the high school covered in blood, flames rising behind her. Um, just to top it off at the end, I kind of wish there was more. Yeah. Um, to this part, um, the 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 bitch that dumped the blood on her and John Travolta like ditched. They got out of there. But I'm then so they're mad. driving towards her as she's walking down the street at They're top just gonna speed. run her over? They're gonna run her over. That's what he thinks. I'm okay. like, what are you guys doing? Why didn't you, you don't, fuck do off? you not realize that she could just go like And she did. <laughs> she <laughs> she does. flips the, she just flips it. Flitches that flips that bitch over? Yeah. God. Oh, they're dead. Good. <sighs> really crazy. I'm not gonna say grave. the end end of the movie because I really fair, I want you fair, to watch it fair. and be see what happens because it's very interesting i was gonna say i mean you you definitely have me like have you've piqued my interest i'll watch it again bro it's only a half it's like a half an hour long first you had hour my attention but now you have my interest <laughs> yeah dude let's watch that shit i'm down then let's watch the remake maybe maybe it's not yeah. as bad as i remember yeah let's but. do it so that's my number three what was your number really two really liked carrie my number two and this is why Inglorious Bastards didn't go on my list because I'm not trying to riddle my list with Quentin Tarantino. It's just all his movies in order. It's just all his movies. Literally, in order. literally. <laughs> my number two is Django Unchained. You put Django on the list. Oh my god! I thought about making it an honorable mention, but I yeah. was like, "Am I gonna do it? I don't know." Django. Oh my dude, the intro song is so good. Django, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Django Unchained was my first Tarantino movie. Yeah, I have just a special connection. With you've it. got you've got that connection with it. <laughs> Django. We want to talk about a Leo revenge movie. Let's put him. I in mean, the I literally, role. I just did the whole. First, you had my attention, or first you had my attention. Yeah, but now you have my interest. You will. You will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the fucking. 300 millimeter zoom in dude <laughs> that movie is just so good from, so, from like, start to end dude like it's and like it's, and it's long like, yeah 
Oh my god! But Sorry, it holds go ahead. Up. Yeah. No, you. I, this is a, I'm. It's not like shut the fuck up, Andrew. It's my turn to talk. <laughs> I nah, just, that movie is so good. I I love Pop off the revenge aspects of it, but I also just love how funny it is. It is really. I think it's Tarantino's funniest movie. Really. I think that in Inglorious Bastards can go toe to toe with with their yeah. It's just like it's like very fucked up things are happening, oh, but definitely. there's also comedy. Mm-hmm. You might be right though, just because of the sack scene, dude. <laughs> the sack scene. I can't see fucking shit out of this thing. Now my wife stayed up look, all look, night. Now we're look. <laughs> nobody is saying that the sacks were a bad idea. <laughs> Like they pause, it's like I'm pretty sure it pauses for the rating scene. I was gonna say yeah, they're about to like go ride and like attack. Yeah, and then it cuts, and they're like, wait a minute, hold on, like hold on, you can't go yet. I can't see fucking shit out of this thing. And, and Jonah Hill is just there, <laughs> dude. He's in one so good. Oh my god, dude. Oh, I was and then so they, happy. And then they all ride up. I love that. Like they're like so stupid. Oh yeah, they're fucking dumb. Like as shit. it's so perfect that they like they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna put white supremacist like KKK members in this movie, but they're yeah. gonna be fucking dumbasses. <laughs> exactly. And then they all which rings true, doesn't it? No, literally. <laughs> fuck, fuck the KKK. We don't want KKK listeners on this podcast. Eat so a million consecutive dicks. Um, but yeah, and then they all ride up on the fucking dentist wagon and, and die. Dude, yeah, straight up. Ooh, take the shot. Cinema. <laughs> yeah, dude, that whole story is just a trip, man. And I mean, all the different locations. It, like that's the thing. I loved how varied it was. And the time span. You know, there's a long time before he even gets to go and to find his wife. He gets freed and he he, he doesn't he, even like, know she's alive at no. first. Yeah. He just learns about like the first half of the movie, I'd say. Yeah. It's just him like learning like him getting free, learning how to be like a free person and like learning how to be a bounty hunter. Yes, exactly. But there's still so much, so many revenge elements. Well, yeah, because he in goes. There. I mean, they're the, like. I think it's like the first, uh, or like one of the first jobs that they do together is yeah. going after one of the dudes that sold him. Exactly. Like one of, That's one exactly of his former slave owners who like is ran it? ran away and or like it's like a it's the three, three brothers, bro- three brothers, the three brothers. Yeah, and they've like ran away and become like they've changed their names and become like uh, stable hands at. Uh, the one ranch. Yep. Yep. And you get like the flashback of them whipping Django and they're like, you bleed good, boy. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it shows his face, gives me the Kill Bill vibes. The Dude, blah, yeah. Blah, <clears throat> and then when he finds him and he gets the, he like fucking, he shoots the whip out of his hand and yeah. then just looks at him and goes, you die good, boy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> The the shot from one of the brothers all over the poppy like what what yeah. is it the cotton yeah yeah or, yeah yeah dude just the red oh that that was fucking beautiful I just that's like a and, brilliant trademark of Tarantino films is just like the how gory they get now that movie dude I mean one shot in that movie towards the end when you're at the house shootout dude oh my it's god like, blur, like fucking like they got a bucket of blood for each shot i couldn't resist it's kind of crazy and like i'm here for it 800 yes. um even when it goes back to the first scene we have like revenge planted in this movie with mm-hmm. christopher waltz yeah when he frees, when he all, frees the all the slaves and he's just like i freed you all now i can't 
stop you from doing whatever you want to do. Yeah, and he's got the one dude trapped under a horse, just sitting dude, there. Dude, yes, how he like, they, shoots the horse. Yes. Oh, my God. And they all just start crowding around that guy. I'm like, you get what you fucking deserve. We hate slavers. We hate slavers. Oh, my God. Such a good movie, dude. And once he gets on that revenge tale and starts moving forward, once Leo's character is introduced. I love Django's blue outfit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> when he's at the, yeah, bro. He's like... I get to wear this shit, hell yeah. And then, yeah, when you meet Monsieur Candy. Mm, yeah, yep. He plays such a great villain, dude. Dude, we we just have to talk about the glass-shattering scene. Yes, like, yes. Talk about, like, immersing, immersing yourself in the moment. Yeah, dude. When you literally break an actual glass in your hand and right. smear your own actual blood on somebody's face. It's he just used that to fuel that performance, and he acts like a psycho too, dude. It's perfect. It, no, like literally, he embodies that essence of like being a psychopath. Oh my god, yeah. And when he's just rubbing it on her face, that is a real scream because she did not yeah. know what the fuck. Was I mean, going dude, on. if you're like, if you cut your hand and just started rubbing it on my face, I'd scream. Quentin Tarantino had to have like come. Three times consecutively. He had to. Like, I wonder how, like, they had to have given her more money for that. Straight up, dude. Like, that was amazing. I would definitely be like, look, okay, I like, I get that this was the perfect shot. Yeah. But, like, you got actual human blood on me. Give me an extra, like, $50,000. How do you feel about Christopher Waltz's character getting the kill on Candy? I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, it's, it does kind of suck that Django doesn't get to do it. Right. But Django kind of gets the, like the aftermath gunfight with Samuel L. Jackson. Which is amazing. Oh my God. I like the, the story derails for a second. Yeah. He gets captured and I was like, what? You're like, wait a this second. This isn't hold what on. happens in Quentin Tarantino movies. Hold on, hold on. And then yeah, Christoph Waltz shows up. He's like, I'll get him back. And then he's just like. He goes to shake the hand. That's when he kills him. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. when he kills him. He's just the gun pops out. Mm-hmm. That's when Jamie Foxx's character gets taken, and like he's he's like hanging upside down yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they like sell him off, and then he gets to kill Quentin Tarantino because yeah. he puts himself in the movie. <laughs> we love. I love that Quentin Tarantino puts himself in in his own movies just to die. Right, dude. Yeah, like he's Mr. In, Brown. He's in, I was going to say, yeah, he's in Reservoir Dogs and, and he, he just dies. He's the first motherfucker to go on that shit. He literally is just there. I don't even, I ask myself to this day how he dies. I'm like, did he hit his head on that steering wheel and just fucking die? I was going to say, I don't know if he got like shot and right. then like crashes and hits and dies or whatever. But Anyways, your yeah. name was Mr. Brown for Mr. a reason. Brown. He probably shit his pants when he died. He probably took a big shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Django. Fucking yes. amazing. The shot when he like is walking out of the house at the end and he Ooh. gets his girl. Fucking great, man. His wife's name is Broomhilda. Broomhilda. Holy shit, I forgot about it's that. It's legend. She's like the because like Christoph Waltz tells Django about uh like the German legend of Broomhilda and he's like, yes. Oh wait. He's like, Oh really? That's my that's my wife's name. I forgot about that <laughs> shit. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So, oh. so my number two is Django. That's a that's a really good number two. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's piss time. It's he's got to pee. Then we'll talk about your number one. Wait, did you already say your number? I one? didn't. We'll do number one, and then we'll do the Last of Us. Yeah. yeah. 
It's piss time. We're we're taking a little bit of a piss break. Piss break. Piss break. Piss break. Piss break. Piss break. I said he's got to do like elevator music. And we're back for from the piss break. Piss break. Piss break. I'm taking a piss. And the whole time I was just itching. That's not good. That's yeah. You should probably you should probably go to the doctor. No, 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 no. Besides that, <laughs> I was itching to know what your number one was. My number one. It's a, you know, we were just talking about Quentin Tarantino. Mr. Bambino. And, you know, my number one is a Tarantino film. What do we got? I'm curious. It's a, it's a, I've... Have only just recently seen it. Oh, that's what your number one is. Okay. Um, but it's probably like the most recognizable Tarantino film, I think. Okay. It's it's definitely it's it's Kill Bill specifically Volume Two. You said specifically Volume Two. Yeah. That's interesting. We can talk about Kill Bill as a whole too, but I find it really fascinating that you like two. I I, I just picked two. I mean, they're both Volume amazing. Two as like my number one because, like. That movie is the movie that you get to see, like, the wedding scene. You you get. I to, really enjoy. You that, know what I mean. Yeah. You get to see why Uma Thurman is trying to get her revenge on these people. Like, obviously, like, you see it in the first movie. You get to see her get shot in the head, right. which is like that right there is motivation enough that to be black like, and white scene too, dude. Well, Oof. you know, you yeah, you get the motivation of she gets shot in the head and she says. The baby's yours, and yes. then oh, Murphy! We got a little bit of a Murphy dog likes Kill Bill, bro. I know he was going to talk about it. He's like, "You talking about my girl Uma?" Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh! Dog interruptions. Dog Mira's interruptions. Mira, Mira, come on, Mira. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in Kill Bill Volume One, you get at the beginning just that scene of her on the ground when she says the baby's yours and she gets shot in the head dude right after, and then she yeah. wakes up and doesn't have the baby yep so right there is two really 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 good motivators for the revenge flick aspect oh, yeah. of it but in kill bill 2 you get to see that full scene extended and you get to really know about like what led up to her being on the ground, why she really wants to get revenge on him. Right. Why she really wants to kill Bill. The scene the, the first scene in volume two where she's driving in the car and she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill, kill Bill. Bill. <laughs> dude, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's cheesy, but he had to hit No, him right like there. that's the thing. I I don't know. Some people like hate cheesy stuff. But if cheesy stuff is done well, man, oh yeah, I love it. Oh, for sure. Like he he executed that perfectly. Um, he made it simple. He's like, you yes. want to know what this movie is? It's fucking Kill Bill. Yeah, like, Kill Bill. That's it. And and also, <laughs> I mean, and Kill Bill Volume Two is like the culmination of of her vengeance. Exactly. Like Kill Bill Volume One. Like, don't get me wrong, man. The crazy eight, the like the crazy eights fight scene. I will watch it any day of the week at any time. Like, it's it's insane. The fight scene between her and Lucy Liu, so good, man. Incredible. The fight scene in the beginning between her and the first assassin that she kills. Yeah. When like they're fighting in like the house, and then her daughter comes in. Yeah, man. That's incredible. But she doesn't get to succeed. Like she doesn't completely fulfill her, you don't her vengeance. Feel... You don't feel like completely satisfied. How did you feel at the end of Kill Bill I mean, One? No, absolutely. I'm like, let's keep. Uh, at the end of Kill Bill One, I was like, okay, okay, 
who who's next? Let's go. Can like, you imagine if you were in the theater and you didn't know there was going to be a Kill Bill Volume oh Two? Oh my god! You'd be like motherfucker when the credits <laughs> come up. Um, but yeah, so I think for like those reasons, and like for her actually getting her vengeance on him, yeah, in Kill Bill Two, uh, I think that is what kind of pushed it ahead for me. Yeah, and it's um the first one seems like he wanted to focus on like. He made it a very like we're we're doing fucking samurai shit, dude. Yes, like yes. we're we're doing samurai like, it takes, shit. Like aside from like the beginning of the movie where yeah. she kills the chick and she gets out of the hospital, they don't re- like the whole movie takes place in Japan. Right. And then he got the budget to do. He's like, fuck. He's, He's like, like, oh wait, no, we're back uh, in America, actually. Yeah. <laughs> she gets her goddamn Hanzo sword made, and then it's the Hatori Hanzo go sword time, dude. Ugh. Oh yeah, dude. He's like it'll take me a month to make this sword. So fucking cool, man. And then she, yep, she wields it with a fucking bloody fury. He breaks his blood oath to make it. I know it's so it's good. It's dope. It's dope. All I had to do was drop your name. <laughs> Literally, Bill's like, how'd you get that motherfucker? Make you another sword. Oh my god. Yeah, I love the first one, but it's way more. It's like I think there's more action in it, even though that that two I agree. still has a lot. I think two, like two, has a lot of action, but like you said, like in Kill Bill Two, a lot of the scenes are yeah more like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like scenes that are action filled, kind of like, are self-contained. Like they're not right. like, you know, Kill Bill One has like, um, you know, they fight in a big house. They yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. They fight in that like nightclub, like the Japanese nightclub. Right. And then they fight in like that, do- like that outdoor dude. Yes. Winter zone. Which I want to say there's a fight in Sifu that like mimics that that yeah. winter feel. That I think I you loved. showed it to me. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that shit. Um, but like in Kill Bill Two, like one of the big action scenes is her fighting the one-eyed chick. Yes, and yeah. that fight takes place in a trailer, and it's so cool too. Like, though. like it's so con- yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and and I don't mean to like take away from it when I say that. It's just like, um, really cool how they're able to make that fight have so much depth in such a confined space. Exactly, exactly. Um, like that's a thing you get. I guess that's kind of how I feel about Kill Bill too. It feels more um, condensed, like confined, or... condensed almost. Yeah. Like, one of the big things that you get is her when she's buried alive and she's having to love it, break her way out. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to show you why she's such a badass. Finally. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that is like a, a big moment of the movie and it's literally just in this tiny coffin. Yeah, dude. It's so like, it makes you uh, my feel breathing started like they to get even heavy. like they yeah. do like a, they change like the aspect ratio too. Don't they? I can't remember. I don't know if I noticed that. I know they changed the aspect ratio at some point in Kill yeah. Bill. Yeah. Um, I, I, I noticed that fucking HBO does that shit. Dude, they, they do it world. to they do it to make you feel more confined and yeah. claustrophobic, man. So you're like mm-hmm. different here. Got you. They like broke the fourth wall. Yeah. And rose like you've seen it rise rather than just like yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I, like, broke the wall, and you see the... That's dope. Like, oh, That's shit, dope. that makes so much sense. I was like, I swear to fuck. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild, man. Holy shit. Um, But, yeah, so, like, she does that, you know... I mean, she doesn't even get to kill uh, 
Well, Bill's brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but his death scene is yeah, still so yeah. cool, dude. Dude, I absolutely loved that he told Bill that he sold his Hanzo sword for five hundred dollars, yeah. and yep. then he still had it. It's like he just wanted to like shit on him for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, funny. And then yeah, she gets like she gets revenge on Bill, right? And she gets her daughter. I loved your face when we were watching Kill Bill 2, and I saw, like, as you saw her daughter. Oh. That's such a crazy moment, because she fucking pops up, and Dude, she's bang, so, bang. she is so ready to kill Bill. Dude, yeah. And then, yeah, her daughter just runs up, and you're just like, oh. And then you get, like, kind of an extended sequence with all of them, mm-hmm. and it's really it interesting. It almost, like, it kind of feels like, almost like... She's being held hostage at this point. Almost. Like, it, like it's definitely when a play. I, like, I mean, yeah, when I watched it, I definitely interpreted it as Bill using the kid as a human shield. Right. Almost. Um, it's almost not entirely. It's not entirely the case, though. Yeah. No. Like, which is it, crazy. But, yeah, but like, you also get that feeling of like Bill really does view this as like a family. Yeah. Yeah. No. For sure, dude. It's just like insane. in his fucked up, tormented mm-hmm. mind. That's. Like he knows that he fucked like, up a like, while ago. Yeah, I shot mommy in the head. He's like, I, he's like, I really messed up. I, I, <laughs> I, I killed mommy, but she didn't die. The whole goldfish scenario, dude. <sighs> you don't know how much you love something until, until it's, it's gone. gone. Oh my god, that shit is. Crazy. And then she, ooh, the, yeah, the five point palm exploding death technique. After she, he's just like you. He taught. He's just. He's like. He's like. I may taught you that, and she's just like. (laughs) Of course he did. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, so fucking good. Please let Tarantino's last film be Kill Bill Three, where, uh, the daughter from the first chick she kills kills Uma Thurman, and then Uma Thurman's daughter has to fight back. I do not want to watch Uma Thurman get killed after all that (laughs) shit she did. (laughs) <laughs> to kill Bill. Bill actually didn't die. So yeah. <laughs> oh, Bill actually didn't die. He's like, I faked it. You did it wrong. You yeah, did it wrong. And now it's from Bill's perspective now. I love that it's the, you get five <laughs> steps to walk away. Dude, and then you're done. I, and, like, that's but super like he cool. sits there and he talks to her for a while. And then he yeah. finally, he's like, all right, it's How time. Do I look? Oh, it's so good, dude. It's like some classic Western. And yeah, that's the thing. Like they have that final conversation and like, she kind of lets go of some of the hate that she had, I yeah. feel like almost, or it's just the way that they, they're like their kind of rapport that they had between each other kind of just allows them to have that, that moment, that moment of like, you know, yeah, like you said, like, how do I look? Yeah. It's and, like, and she's just like, you look good. It's it, it. No, I don't think any other revenge story that I've seen plays out that way to where it's like not just like this bloodthirsty mm-hmm. where it's not just like I killed you conversations mm-hmm. like this. And it's just it's really interesting. So fantastic. Number one. Pick. Yeah, I, I think I had to have that be my number one. <laughs> so we got one more thing to talk about. We got a long episode today. It's I don't a little bit longer, but you a know. single shit. But it's time. Yeah. You're number three. My number my three is number one. The Last of Us Part Two in Incredible. Spoiler warning. As you said, lots of people didn't like Very this game. Very divisive. Lots of people Very didn't like divisive. this game. But is the reason you didn't like this game because Joel died, though? Like, is that it? Is it just... Is that, is that the joke? Is that the joke? <laughs> is that the joke? 
But yeah, it's um, like, because I feel like What that's... was the other next logical step that The Last of Us Part Two could have taken? Exactly. That was not the demise of Joel. Like, because like, you already knew, like, when you beat Last of Us 1, you're like, okay, if they do a sequel, you're going to be playing as Ellie. Right. Exactly. You get... Because you know that time's going to pass, and yeah. Ellie is already, like, 16. Just, just to back it up a little bit. If you played The Last of Us Part 1, and, and you're going into the second one, um, there's just, like, Joel... It let, Should we just start with a synopsis <laughs> and then kind of backtrack a little bit? Just because it's like... Yeah, I think I think that'd probably be good. The synopsis for the second one. Go ahead, just give it a um, quick... So, little. yeah, I mean... Last of Us Part Two. It takes place like five years after the first game. Uh, Ellie and Joel are living their lives uh, at at this at their brother's at Joel's brother's compound. Yeah. Um. They've lived there for the past five years. Um. Joel is essentially this girl's dad. Um. They've they've bonded over the course of the first game. Um. But at the start of this game, they kind of seem like they've distanced. Exactly. Yeah. No. You f- you definitely. There's feel that. definitely like a a a wall that has been put up between the two of them, um, and as the game progresses, uh, you find uh Joel finds some uh, survivors out in in the the winter wilderness. Exactly. Being attacked by some of the walkers, or you know, in in the world of The Last of Us, there's a uh zombies kind of yeah they're like it's a parasite that exists in the real world which is terrifying it's called cordyceps it's like a mushroom fungus that grows in like ants yeah and like control like kills the ants and then controls the bodies yeah um but in the games that virus that fungus has like jumped to humanity and ellie is like the only person who's immune to it yeah um and Joel is out with his brother, and they find a couple people that are just being attacked by these infected. And Joel goes to save them, and they all end up in this like house, hiding away from the uh, kind of like cottage. Yeah, yeah, like they're just, like cottage. they're all just kind of chilling out, waiting for like the horde to pass. And Davis, do you mind if we're talking mad part two spoilers? And they just they talk they talk for a little bit. They kind of introduce each other to themselves, and then Joel's just like, "I'm Joel, and this is my brother Tommy." And they just like every like the guy like every member of the group that they just saved kind of like shares a look with yeah. each other. And then uh, they like beat the shit out of Tommy and knock him out, and like shoot both of Joel's legs out with a shotgun. Dude, it happens so fast. Like like I think that the first thing that they do is shoot his leg out. And yeah, um, they're like Joel is just like what the fuck, yeah. Um, and you're kind of like what the fuck. You're very like what the fuck. Um, and then Joel uh gets his head crushed in with a golf club, and Ellie has to watch it, and you feel every hit in it's, your heart. It's so painful to watch. Um. It hurts a lot, and it makes you hate Abby, the girl who did it. Um, makes you hate all of them. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, from there, the game takes the logical revenge standpoint of Ellie is going to kill every single 
one of these people. And Tommy's right there with her, man. Tommy's ready to go, but he's like fucked up. Yeah, he's, no, for he's, sure. Because he got like the shit beat out of him. Yeah, bad. He's he's like, I would go if I could, but like you you look at him, his head is like, yeah, he's, he's like all bandaged up. Like right. I think his eye is like, like I closed thought he was up. gonna die too, man. No, I thought same. he was done. Same. Um. And so Ellie and her girlfriend mm-hmm. go out. And that's what kicks The Last of Us Part Two off. That's yeah, and that's like when the game kind of truly begins. It is revenge time. They, <laughs> like they leave on their on their journey. Yeah, it's uh Yeah. But this game is probably one of the deepest dives into the revenge trope that no, I've seen. Absolutely. That's what's so good about absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that's what people deny to see about it. They um, just, I've see I see comments like "revenge bad," because people will articulate on the story of this of this like, game. Yes, like you're, and then the 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 comeback is, "Oh, oh, a great story, yeah, revenge bad." Like, yes, <laughs> it is. It is bad, and this game's going to show you every facet of yeah. what goes in. Like, and and to this, like you see it through Ellie. Like she, um, is is beyond traumatized by this. Yeah. She keeps seeing Joel's smashed in head right all the time. She she like picks up a guitar for the first time and she can't even play it. Oh my god, yeah. Because she goes to play like a song that Joel showed her. Yeah. And the song he wrote for her. She just she just can't play it at oh, first. Fucking sad. Um But at least she has her girlfriend there with her. Right. Uh Dinah. I think her name was. Yeah. Or Dina. I think it might be Dina or Diana. Dina. Um, but yeah, she's with her and and she kinda tethers her and helps her kinda vent out that stress. Tries yeah. tries to be there for her as much as she can. Right. Um and then another character arrives, uh, in the form of Jesse. Jesse, yep. Uh what a good guy. Who is another one of Ellie's friends who ended up Coming, he he followed them after they left. Yep. Um. Just a really, really like, king shit. Absolute like bro. Yeah. Like he's like your ride or die dude. Yeah. Um. So it's the three of you going out against the world, essentially. And you mean you're in a, you're in un you're like you're you literally in place, unknown yeah. territory. Um. You find out that like these people are part of like a whole ass like yeah society uh-huh um in the city of san francisco right yeah mm-hmm. um you run into like other people as well like the um like the cultist people that like there's a whole another group dynamic with that they yeah. like that like live off of like pain or something like right. that they like shave their heads and everything there's like there's just so much in this game there's like I would almost argue there's like several climaxes in this game. No, dude. for sure. Like and like the beauty of The Last of Us 2 is that it's like several different revenge tales culminating into one game. For real. Like cuz you eventually learn um cuz you end up playing as Abby. Yeah. Um you get like a whole extended segment and I think that's why a lot of people didn't like the game. Which I understand. I can understand. I fucking. You. I was so mad when they were making me play as dude, her. Dude, no, at when because like because they also show you more things that she does. Dude, she does a whole lot of bad shit. Because eventually Ellie catches up to her, and yeah. and she, Abby kills Jesse. 
That's like our first climax, I feel like. Yeah. Jesse gets capped. Tommy gets capped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, he doesn't die, but he gets like shot in the head. Yeah. Um, That's the second time in the game I was like, Tommy's gone. And... <laughs> Yeah, and um, and then it cuts, and, and then you're yeah, well, you get the you get the boss fight, you well, or no that that changes. That's, yeah, 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 no, that's they so yeah, save it, that. it gives you that, and then it cuts, and then yeah, you play as Abby throughout the whole like it it does like a time skip back. Yeah, and you play through like the three days that Ellie traveled as Abby. Yeah, before before we get to that culmination, that first climax, Ellie, we we, we see Ellie, like she's killing. Abby's friends, yes, right? We see yes, this happening. Yes. And then you play that from Abby's perspective. Mm-hmm. This is how the layers start unfolding with, with the revenge tale like, in this yeah, game. It, it, it's like, more it gets, than it gets just so any crazy. revenge like, tale. Because you find out, as like when you're with Ellie, you find out that her girlfriend is pregnant. From Jesse. From Jesse. Because they were a couple. Before, yeah, after they broke up and Ellie got with her. She found out she was pregnant. And it's like, should we still be doing this? Should we go home? Like, you know, we have to take care of Dina now. Yeah. And then you and then you go back as Abby and you find out that she has one of the members on her team who's pregnant. Yep. Um and Ellie kills her. And it and then Ellie's and living it, like, with that. It, it really fucks with her. Right. Um Because D- I mean Dina's pregnant. It's the same yeah. thing. That really does something to Ellie. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then you get all that, all the Abby game time yeah. where we get more of the cultists and stuff with you that. Me, you meet the, the young kid who yeah. tags along with her. I can't remember the kid's name. Me neither. Me which sense. is unfortunate. Um, but she they really starts to bond with him. Yeah. They, and, and you get to see it from Abby's perspective after killing Joel, where she feels empty. Exactly. You, it and, was and not you, you find out that Abby in the first game, there was a group called the Fireflies. Yes. That Joel was basically taking Ellie to them in order for them to find a cure for this virus. Right. But it turns out that they would have to kill Ellie to do it. So Joel, at the climax of the first game, kills everybody in this hospital in order to save everyone. Her. And like the doctors, everybody. And he lies to Ellie about it. Yep. Tells her that uh, they had a bunch of other people that they could try. Yeah. And it turns out that Abby was one of these fireflies. Yeah. Who's, she, who survived. Yeah. She was the, the daughter of the doctor, the head doctor yeah. that was going to do the surgery. Yep. And so she was already living with the image of Joel capping that dude. Mm-hmm. And then she, she plants the revenge into it's Ellie. literally just like the last of us part two is just such like a good um dialogue i guess on yeah. the cycle of violence Ex- that's what i love about it man. or the cycle of revenge yeah and violence and violence i mean it's all wrapped into one um and yeah because you i mean you begin to start to kind of you know at least you can understand where abby's coming from for sure, dude. And by the end of it, man, she's got a solid relationship with this kid. Exactly. And she builds it up. That's what it's, I'm saying. It's, it's like, it's, yeah, like I, I fucking hated her the first time I had to play as her. Exactly. Like, I was, like, mad. And I, then, I didn't touch the game for a couple days. But by the end of it, you're, like... You understand. You understand her, and you're kind... Like, you're not necessarily... Like, you don't want her to die. Kind of, yeah. I was, like, this... They... You were living this out with these two characters... To the point where, at the end of it, you feel just like they do. Yeah, 
Like, or you don't. That's why a lot of people are pissed off. Yeah, I did. Like, like Abby, <laughs> she kills Joel, and she feels kind of empty for it. And she she kind of continues to feel empty about it until she meets uh, the cultist kid. Yeah. And then she decides, you know, I need to start taking care of this kid because they need me. Yeah. And she kind of becomes better for yeah. it. And she nurtures a relationship with him, and that kind and of it helps herself. I was gonna say it, it helps heal her, and yeah. it helps heal the kid. Right. Um. Whereas Ellie, throughout the entire game, is just falling deeper and deeper. It's right? such a it's such a beautiful dynamic. It of is. Like, you play as Ellie, and you watch her start to fall down this revenge hole. Yeah. And then you play as Abby, and you see her kind of come out of the like out of like the climax of revenge. For sure, man. And then you play as Abby all the way through it. You see, you play as Abby at watching as Ellie kills your friends. Yeah. Yep. And then you chase her down. And you, then we get back to that climax. That climax. You kill Jesse. Yep. And then you get an Ellie boss fight. Yeah, dude. You, Which was nuts. I was like, no. I literally, when I first played it, I was like, I'm not doing this. I wanted, and to, I, I, I wanted to throw my controller. I, well, I let Ellie kill me like three times to see if there was like, yeah, like a no violence solution yeah. or something. You don't want to. You don't want to. And then no, you have, you absolutely have to. Yep. And so happy to see that she doesn't kill. Abby her. wins the fucking fight. Yeah. Dude. Yep. And she's about to kill Dina. And Ellie yells out that she's pregnant. Yep. And uh, Abby, like, takes a minute. And then she's like, she's like, you killed my pregnant friend. Yeah. And she, like, is about to do it. Yeah. And then that kid shows up and is like, Abby. Yeah. Don't. And they just leave. They let Ellie go. Which is nuts. And... If I see you ever again, I'm going to fucking kill you. Ellie goes home with (laughs) Dina. and I was like, is this it? Like, when I was playing, I was texting you. I know, literally. I was like, like, okay, we're at the end of the game. That's it. No. And no, it continues. It continues. It goes, you get a little, like, post-climax stuff where they're living on this farm house that they have, her and Dina. Yeah. And you get a few. It kind of goes on for a minute. Yeah. And kind of a story break. I feel like that's it. It works really well because it kind of helps you kind of feel the monotony of of Ellie's of this life, and Ellie just can't let it go. And she's yeah, she's still seeing the image in her in her mind. And then of course, you know, good old Tommy's alive. Tommy's alive, and he literally he shows up. He's like like she she tries she's trying so hard to give it up. I know. And Tommy shows up, and he's like, I found her. I got her. I know where she's at. I'd go, but I can't. Yeah. And Dina like he pretty kicks much him out. yeah she he guilts Ellie into it. He's like he's like he like she killed Joel. Yeah, he he really presses into her on it. So and we get the sequence where yeah Ellie gives in. Ellie gives in. She revenge. she leaves in the middle of the night. Yep. Has a conversation like final conversation with Dina. Dina's like if you go, I might not be here when you get back. That's yeah. And she goes she, ki- she, she goes all the way to fucking california yep she left everything that she had and you know what we find california is kind of like a slave 
Dude, it's like there's bad. a slave system going on down there. A bunch of they're all insane. It's, it's crazy. Um, and you figure out, you know, you finally get to the end of the game, and, and Abby's tied up. She's on been this captured. Post. She's being like, yeah, crucified, like in the water almost. Pretty much, yeah. They're he- they're held up on these spikes, um, and the kid's not there with her. No, the kid is. She the kid is tied up too. He is. Yeah. Because oh because totally forgot about that. Because Ellie lets Abby down. Yeah. And they like stare at each other for a minute and then Abby walks away to go free the kid. Also, Abby's completely transformed in this. She's yeah. skinny, Just skinny to gaunt. the bone. Yeah. She, her hair's short and yeah. cut down. Um, she frees the kid and then they go to walk away and, and Ellie's like, she she's about to let him walk away. And then one more time, yeah. you get, she opens her eyes and you just see Joel's caved in head. Yep. And she's just like, no, I can't let you leave. And Abby's like, I'm not fighting you. Yeah. I'm not doing this. Right. And Ellie just says, no, you are. Because if you don't, I'm going to kill him. That was fucked up, man. Yeah. Like, who's the villain now? You yeah, know what it, I mean? Literally, like, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Like, you get to, like, such, like, she literally just nosedives into this revenge hole. Right. And Abby's like, all right, you want to do this? Let's do this. Yep. And they machete fight, I think. Machete fight. Tosses the machete. And I think they, is it a fist fight? It, I think it is a fist fight. Or maybe they, like, I think one of them starts out with a weapon, but then it gets knocked away. Ellie might have her knife. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Ellie has her knife. if they had a machete fight. Because she cuts her down. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, Abby ends up knocking the knife out of her hands or whatever. And then they end up fist fighting. And she ends up getting Abby, like, choking her. Ellie wins the fight. She's got her, like, holding her underground or underwater. Yeah. Drowning her and choking her as the kid is, like, screaming. Yeah. To, like, let her go, and you can, like, it happens. Like, it's a long choking segment. It's crazy. And you're just like, okay, this is it. She's going to die. And then one final flash, like, one final glimpse into the life of Joel. She opens her eyes, and she sees Joel sitting there on, on like, the front porch of his house playing guitar. Dude. Like, warm lighting. Yeah. It's just, like... Uh, it's it's moment. a it's like a safe memory, like a memory of home for yeah. her, oh. of like of Joel how he used to be. Yeah, and it takes Ellie out of it. She lets go, and she lets him leave. Yep. And that's another point where I think people were like, "Well, what what was this whole game for?" It's about the story. It's about dude. her dealing with her trauma, man. Straight up. It's a trauma story disguised as nine different revenge tales. Pretty much, dude. And, and you know what? She goes, she goes back to the house. She goes back home. Dean is gone. She lost Dean is gone. everything because she rolled those dice. She and even, the worst and, part. And, yeah, during the fight with Abby, yeah. Abby bites off one of her fingers. Maybe a couple of them. Because at the end, the last thing she picks up is Joel's guitar. And she goes to try to play... The song Joel wrote for her, and she, she literally can't because she doesn't have the fingers to play it. And it's just that final note that's like, what was it for? This is what happens. 
when you do that, when you go down that path, yeah. these are the real consequences. Yeah. Just so heavy. And I, then I she she yeah. leaves the house and goes on her own way. I can't sum up enough how just effective that is. No, dude. That, on so many different levels. Like, seriously, when I finished that game, I was just like, I mean, I, 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 I cried multiple times during the course of this Straight game. Straight up, dude. It's an emotional fucking roller coaster. It, like it had me feeling multiple types of ways. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 I stand by that's one of the most effective revenge tales in the past at least 10 years. Most certainly. Um dude. it it really stuck with me into this day. It sticks with me. When I when we talked about revenge lists, that was on there for sure and I was like once I started to look at how Yeah. how much goes into it, I was like it's got to be my number one. We're definitely going to have to do uh, like a full Last of Us episode once yeah. the HBO series comes out. Oh, that'd be sick! Yeah, good idea, good idea. Um, so so that's our top five revenge films, well, revenge stories. Yeah, just not um, not just films. Yeah. Um, I think you had a good list, man. I like it. I I really enjoyed your list. I was Thank you. I was very surprised to see the Django listing on there. Django, yeah, baby. Pleasantly, so a, a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, what was your number one? My number one was Kill Bill Volume Two. Oh, so what was your number five? Oh, my number five was God of War. That I really like. That was a really good one you pulled out of your. It was pretty there. unique, right? Yeah, I liked that a lot. <laughs> so, we've told you our favorite. Fucking tell us your favorite, yeah. man. Tell Hit us, us up. Uh, yeah, tell us in the comments or email us or storyworkspodcast at gmail dot com. Hit us up on the YouTube comment section. So let's have a conversation, guys. Revenge tales are fucking sick. Let's talk about them. Until next time. I'm Zach. Ghost. I'm Andrew. Hull. This was the Story Wars Podcast. See you next time. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>